Hello everybody, welcome back to Thursday Night on Garbly Games. We are back after an extended period with Actun Cthulhu. It fell victim to scheduling conflicts and illness and all that good stuff again, but we're back. We are doing the Shadows of Atlantis campaign. We may finish Vienna. I think we're going to finish the Vienna chapter tonight, depending on what these guys do and how quickly they get through it. Uh, we should finish that and wrap that up and then we'll be set for the next next leg of the journey. But, uh, yeah, we've only done one session this, and it was, like, pff, a month ago, probably. So we'll have to, I'll do a little recap, catch up, remind everybody what happened in that first one. But before that, let's go ahead and do uh, the roundtable, and you guys can remind the people at home who you are playing. Jeff, tell us about Pavel. Uh, Pavel Voracek, yes. He is a druidic wanderer from the, the, the Carpathian Mountains. He has a good friend named Gregor. You might be able to see him on screen. He is controlling the tank behind me. He is Marmot, and he is the best kid in his class and very, very smart. Uh, Pavel is a dreamwalker. He goes into people's dreams, and he wanders the dreamlands, and he has seen things he shouldn't have, which is why he's kind of crazy, but friendly at the same time and he speaks all the languages like everyone even the fake ones like french which are we know are not real language but still learned it nonetheless yeah fabled french we lost our frenchman henri so, did it ever really happen then <laughs> did he ever really exist he was he was just grumbling he had he had baguette in mouth when he was talking <laughs> <laughs> henri will return in the near future though Keep that in mind. Uh, Megan, tell us about our Canadian, Ruby. Yeah. Um, well, if you think about it, maybe we just haven't met Henri yet. That's right, because this mm. went, we went back in time for this. We did. Uh, so on that note, I'm playing uh, Lieutenant Ruby McKay. She's, she hails from Moose Shell, Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, yeah, short story, or sh bleh, long story short. <laughs> Uh, she worked in this small cafe uh, in Musha and um, was really happy just being by herself until the love of her life. Uh, Roger walks in. Um, it was, yeah, love at first sight. And it was a no brainer when uh, he decided to um, go and fight for the British. Um, Ruby followed him uh, over. She became a, a nurse. And um, yeah, on, uh, on the night of his deployment, um, Roger's uh, battalion was staying in, a, in a, a part of London that was bombed and, and uh, he died. She miraculously um, was not affected and um, yeah, she woke up kind of in the, um, in the hospital to be recruited um, by, uh, by the powers that be. Very good. Very good. And his name was not Kato Kalen. I'm getting my uh, campaigns mixed up here. Because right away my mind went to Kato Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> that is Zenny. Zenny's God. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aaron has switched characters from our last adventure through here. And you're now playing Leopold. Can you tell us about Leopold? Yes, Leopold Brun. Yes, he is German by descent. He is a telepath and a telekinetic. His family, before the 30s, uh, instructed at a school for guilted children in Munich. Both his mother and father themselves are psychics. 
However, in 1933, his mother began to get premonitions about the growing evil within the heart of Germany. So one night the family fled and settled in England. Fortunately, Leopold's mother's psychic talents and those of her parents and grandparents had ensured that their family fell off. So the, mu the move was not traumatic for the teenage Leo. However, he was found by associates of the British government and recruited to assist them in their efforts to stem the tide of Nachtwolf and the Black Sun. And this is where he has come to meet these wonderful people, Pavel and Gregor and uh, Sergeant Morris and then Ms. Lieutenant McKay. And last but not least, our proto-Captain America, Jonathan. Hello, I'm Sergeant Jonathan Morris, career soldier, head knocker. Allegedly, I died some time back. My mind got hazy ever since they did some sort of experimental blood transfusion. People say there was vampire nonsense in it. I don't know. All I know, I feel bigger and better than ever. And I killed a man with a shield. It's great. Yes, <laughs> it's great. I love it. I forgot that your character uses the... Um... I that know. voice it's that nonsense voice. it's great no it's phenomenal all right so well, thank you for the sub q and thanks for joining us one of my brothers in arms from hell at loose is here in the chat q baby thank you for the sub uh let's do a recap because it's been a while since we played so this campaign starts in 1939 we're kicking it off in vienna this is before just before world war ii has started this is like the the, the dawn uh, or the eve of World War II, I guess we should say, before all the events kick off. And your organization was reached out to by a woman by the name of Giselia, who is an Abwar uh, agent. Abwar is the German military intelligence wing. Uh, they are not the Nazis at this point. This is still the German military. The Nazis have not made their move and taken over everything. So it is strange. It was odd that a German intelligence officer reached out to uh, a UK-based uh, organization for help, but you are the four who answered that call. Uh, you met with her at a, in a small cafe in in Vienna, where she kind of uh, led you along. She kind of sized you up, and then uh, had you meet her at a Ferris wheel that night. Uh, she also warned you there are eyes everywhere. People are watching, and to be very very careful of the actions. In fact, two of you chased a man or men who are watching you while you're in the cafe. I think Jonathan and Ruby, did you not? You caused quite a scene. Yes, Look, <laughs> I have a history of causing complications every time I try stealth. As Ruby would say, I'm shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you guys got out of that situation. We did. We did. Now I have a baby. My pride and joy. Oh, that's I'm gonna right. murder somebody with this baby. <laughs> I forgot about the baby cover. <laughs> I didn't because I love it so much. Ruby's brilliant. It's perfect. Well, I awful for calling you shit. So it's okay. I was. Did you see what I did? <laughs> I was it's there. ridiculous. Oh, darling. <laughs> okay, I've got thick skin. Seriously, it's very thick. That's <laughs> Yeah, so the plan was to get a baby carriage, right? And uh, keep the shield in there. 
and uh, use the cover as a, as a couple as you made your way around Vienna. So you're not running around with a shield and bashing people in the streets of Vienna. It was brilliant, actually. Uh, so she reached out to you because her fiancé, Botho Erlichman, had gone missing recently. And she believed there was more to it at play. Because he had died of exposure. He had frozen to death uh, outside of Vienna. And um, she knew he was working on some things. Some things that had the attention of... Uh, some dangerous people, and that's why she reached out. So she gave you a couple of clues when you met with her that night at the Ferris wheel to Leopold. Her and Leopold went dancing that night, and she shared some information. Uh, she shared with you a letter that he had sent her, and he had also, and she also shared with you a page from his journal. And you took those, and they provided some clues. There was like a hidden message on the letter. It led you to the Sphinx Reading Club and to a creepy old uh, apothecary. Was it not the Me what is it uh, the Mexican? Was that it was the, the, Mexican, the, the Mexican, Mexican apothecary, apothecary bookstore? Yeah, bookshop. Mexican yeah. apothecary in the middle of Vienna in 1939. So it kind of stood out. It was a little odd. It got even odder after we actually talked to Ernst <laughs> and found out that yeah. he was a worshiper of Yog Saga. Yes, yes, right? Yeah. You made friends with him though. He's a he's yeah. a little bit of an odd duck. And he revealed a whole bunch of information to uh to Leopold and Jonathan. He knew who um, Botha was in league with. He gave mm -hmm. you a name who I don't have in front of me here and that he suspects he was involved in the murder of Botha. Fuchs. Mr. Fuchs. Fuchs. Yeah. Got yeah. hold Fuchs. Uh, so, and that he is convinced that he was involved in this and there was more at play here and that um, Mr. Botha was uh, translating some texts uh, relating to, uh, do we reveal what it was related to? I think so. Hyperborea and Atlantis. Yes. And yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and Aryan roots and things like that. So uh, we we uncovered that, and the other two were going to the Sphinx Reading Club to go investigate that angle. And I think Pavel didn't. Was it you who used or burned a contact yes. to get yes. into the club? Isabel Esman yeah. was my occult contact in Vienna. It's apparently a very old lady, and she gave us her like ID card or whatever it is to get inside. Right, right, right. No, and fool. The, no. He, he was also though his research was also looking into the Black Stone. Right, right. the Black Stone. Thank you. That and yeah, that was and that was also like came up with the Bergdorf mentor as well, like Doctor Bothos's mentor. And then there was also discoveries were made in Sai in Egypt. I have that as well. Mm -hmm. Like that was part of, I think, a letter we might have seen. Yes. That was and then there was the that clues. whole thing with entropy, right? Like where's the Yes, letter? thank you. Yeah, that was the whole about. clue. He handed you that yes, yeah, so the the equation for entropy. Which is yeah. gonna lead us to Ludwig's Boltzmann, uh, I Doltzmann's, think. Boltzmann. Yeah. yeah. Tomb. His, his grave, tomb, yep, something. Yep. We're going to cemetery. It's that stone. We're gonna we're gonna do some grave robbing, maybe. All right. So this is taking place simultaneous to the Mexican apothecary. So let's let's get into it. Let's zoom over to the Sphinx Reading Club uh, with Ruby and Pavel going right, there. First, Pavel would like to before we get inside. Want to just take step aside before we go in with Ruby, and I want to say, Ruby, what is our how would the Yankee Doodles say it? What is our game plan for going in here right now? What is it we're trying to, to do? 
I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Well, if if you don't if you don't rightly know them, I feel like we're already on the same page. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think we go in there and um, you know we we see what we can see and hear what we can hear, and um, you know we're we're usually generally good at um, like finding our way into trouble. We're very good. We blend like extraordinarily well. Not like Jonathan. He sticks out like sore thumb, but that's very good sometimes. But yes, you and me, we, we just, we are, we, we are chameleons. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, so I, I was, I was figuring like now that we're, we're having this moment to kind of talk this out, perhaps, you know, we can do something like a, a side story. Like I, I was thinking maybe, you know, like we're travelers from, you know, around Europe and, and, and you're like this incredible professor and I'm, I'm, I'm like your assistant and, <sighs> or maybe I could just be your niece. No, no, no. Why not you be the, the professor and I can be your assistant, you know? There's like really shakings up with them, you know? Well, let's see. We'll see what people believe. We'll, we'll try both stories and... and we we'll could see. both be professors from same department too. We could just say that. We are like... what? Then, and Gregor can be our teaching assistant. <gasps> he could be our, like, um, like our... our like discovery, like this is what we want to share with the world, right? World's world's most intelligent marmot. He he really is. He does have a certificate, but yeah. <laughs> so I think we're so we want to poke round about uh, about Doctor Bothell, right? We want to try to see if we can get information about his death, as I think is what we're after. Just asking questions, things of that sort, maybe. Absolutely. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> you know, you know. Just, okay, it's, you know, it's been. It was a very long walk here, so I don't remember exactly what the book was. Okay, okay, good, good. Let's, let's go. Let's go. It's been fun. Very fun. Right. Let's see. Oh, see what happens. Right. Very good. So I've also turned on Sirenscape, so if you hear oh, yeah. streets, sounds, and I think there's wind blowing right now currently, uh, but we do have Sirenscape also to help build on that atmosphere that we enjoy. Uh, so in front of you is a three-story building. Uh, it's old. It looks quite old. Everything in Vienna looks old compared to the U.S. and Canada, or I guess, you, Pavel, where are you from? This this doesn't look old to you. Well, Pavel is from a little bit of everywhere, but right. he is from small village in Carpathian Mountains. Has no name, like horse and desert, but he has really been everywhere, to be honest. He travels. He's a, he's a druidic wanderer. Right. He's yeah. seen many things, ruins and such as well. You're a, a drifter. Yes. Uh, there is a, about a 10-foot stone wall. Surrounding this whole building, if you will, an iron gate uh, at the front. It is open, and above the door of this 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 house, it's it's like a house that's been repurposed for this club. You do see a wood etched sign that does say Sphinx Reading Club, and you again you see that that symbol that was on there of the um, the creature sitting on a book under an arc or an arch of stars is on there there's nothing they're not a secret society or anything like that they're just mm. a, a gentleman's club that's been formed in vienna with shared interests of the occult and things like that so there's nothing you know that's not that they don't advertise but it is an exclusive club that you must know someone to get into or be a member of 
And thankfully, you know Isabel Esman, who was able to vouch for you ahead of time. Holy, this is a, just about one of the oldest things I've ever seen. Gosh, how old do you think it is? Oh, I don't like to put number on it. I hear that is rude when you put age on things. Like, people don't want to know that. But I would say very. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it is a beautiful city. So there are many old, old places here. It, it, it has great history. Absolutely. So is there anything, like, special about this gate? No, it's pretty average in in its gatiness good 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 do, do we see any signs of people like watching oh yeah like, you know? there, so you can look at the windows i'm not going to make you make a roll for this there are people milling about there are the curtains or shades on the windows are open uh you can see at some of the windows there's people sitting at tables uh reading books next to the windows you can see gentlemen like all well-dressed gentlemen in suits walking around inside there so there are people in there right now, but no one's in particular is like watching you per se. The two of you are standing at the gate, so you are having the odd person kind of looking through the window at you, wondering what the two of you are doing, just but standing there talking, talking and yes, coming yes. up with a plan. Yes. Well, we should probably go in. I think. Yes. We'll open the gate. Uh, yeah. I'll thank you. Thank you. Oh, We're going to get killed. Right? Pretty sure. <laughs> and Pavel says that out loud. <laughs> That is not joke. I do it properly. I feel we might die, but that's okay. It's okay. Gregor will let them know what happened to us. Okay. All right. So you go up to the door. Do you knock? Do you just want to walk in? What's your approach here? What do you want to do? Oh, that is a good question. But we... if we... While we were talking out on the street, did we see others come up? Uh, uh, while you were there inside? talking, no. Nobody else came up and went inside. You are still the only two in the area. I will, I will go ahead and knock. I will, I will knock. Yes, this, let, let us knock. Sure, so you walk up. The two of you walk up carefully, calculated, unsure. And as you get close, you raise your hand to knock. All of a sudden, the door swings open. Standing before you is a well-dressed man. He's wearing a suit. He's a young man. He's probably in his early 20s. Slick back, black hair. And he's, uh, yes, how can I help you? Oh, hello. I am Dr. Barrington Bostwick. This is my colleague. Uh, I will let I will let her uh, introduce herself. Uh, Miss Polly. Miss Polly. Uh, yes, Miss Polly. Uh, we are we are here visiting Vienna on, uh, well, uh, just uh, a tour, you might say, uh, for research and things. And my, well, uh, shall you say? Uh, Former lover, I, I realize the difference in age is quite considerable. Uh, Miss Isabel Esman uh, is a member, and she uh, made me to come and pay you all a visit. That this would be a wonderful, uh, a wonderful uh, use of our time. Uh, yes, we did receive a message from Miss Esman not too long ago. Sorry, what were your names again? Uh, let me just verify what she provided. And he walks away from the two of you at the door and over to like a little vestibule desk. And he starts going through some papers. He looks up. What was it? What were the names? Oh, shoot. Um. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? We were just testing to make sure that your guys' standards were up to our uh, ethics. Um, I am uh, a, a Ruby McKay. 
Okay. I am Pavel. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pavel Voracek, yes. Oh, yes, we do have a Pavel Voracek here. <laughs> we are just jokers and having fun. That's what we do, because we're too wild and crazy people here. Yes. <laughs> So you're standing at the doorway here and it kind of opens up in a big room and there's tables everywhere and lamps and people sitting around with stacks of books on their tables and people are looking over at the two of you now at this point, kind of causing a disturbance. Uh, hello, hi, hello. <laughs> I'm from Canada. Uh, the man behind the vestibule goes, uh, please come in, close the door. Uh, you, 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 you do have... Uh, authorization to enter here. Is there anything I can help you with or do for you? Like, what is it that brings you to the Sphinx Reading Club? Oh, that is a very good question. Uh, Ruby? <laughs> oh, um, qu quite frankly, um, we are here, um, and we're, we're both, uh, history buffs. And, um, <laughs> the funny story, um, like, I know we seem like a very unlikely couple per se, um, but we kind of found um, our mutual interest in um, like ancient history and so forth. And what better place to start than Vienna? And then Pavel was saying that he always knows this this very old friend. She knows this, uh, or she can get us in at this really cool reading club. And we thought we'd come and check it out. So really, uh, we're here to just kind of see uh, what we can see and um, do a peruse. Or, or would you allow us to just kind of look around? Have some tea? Some tea at a really cool reading club. Um, I'm going to go get our curator and um, he'll come over and ask you some questions and maybe he can help you out. How does that sound? That would be excellent. Um, however, you know, it has been quite a long walk. Uh, and I do need to use the powder room. Could you pass me, or could you let me know where the washroom is? Yes, of course. Just down that hall right there. Turn to the left, and uh, it'll be the first room on your right. Thank you. And as I walk past Pavel, I'll, I'll squeeze his shoulder and uh, keep walking. Oh, I was also wondering, this is after she leaves, uh, I have a friend who might be attending here. Uh, Dr. Botho Ehrlichman. You wouldn't happen to know if he is attending this this night's uh, meeting, would you? Uh, the the attendant who answered the door looks up and he gets just clean, like white in the face and a grave look. He goes, he leans forward and he goes, I don't know if you've heard, but Dr. Ehrlichman has recently passed away. I'm sorry if I'm the one to tell you this. Oh, oh my goodness. No, I have not. I have not seen or spoken with him for several, several months now. I, oh, how was, did this happen? It was quite a, a shock to all of us. He died of exposure in the mountains. Can you imagine? What was he doing out there? He was a very what prolific mountains? member of, of, of this club. The mountains, uh, the mountains surrounding Vienna, of course. Oh, you like the Alps or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, like the Alps or something, you know. Oh. Yes, you sound you yes. sound like you may be from the from the region, so so I'm sure you're well, very I am uh, from the Carpathian. Commonly confused, but no different further south. But we won't deal. tell us tell me more. What was he doing in these mountains that he would uh, be caught in that seems he, he's a very intelligent man I'm sorry. He very he was a very intelligent man. It seems very strange that he would go up into the mountains unprepared for mountain life. I know, right? Well, 
I, he's an academic. What, what 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 was he doing up there? I don't know. I'm not aware of what he was doing. Working on. I know he was spending a lot of time here, taking out a lot of books from our library, uh, and uh, doing some research while he was here. Uh, here 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 is our, our current curator and head of the Sphinx Club right now, uh, Mr. Cider. He 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 should be able to help you and show you around here. And uh, you see this this elderly man, elderly gentleman with thinning snow white hair, uh, a really really neatly trimmed goatee, uh, comfortable sitting, uh, s s comfortable sitting tweed suit, kind of like oh. walks over to you, hunched over. He's got his arms behind his back, and he looks at you, and he puts on a pair of glasses, and he goes, "Yes, I'm Mister Wilhelm Seidler. What uh, can I do for you?" Oh, well, your good man here was just informing me that a friend of mine and, and a member of your club has passed, and I I am a bit out of loss, and perhaps you might know more information. Uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Botho Ehrlichman, yeah. we go back so many years. He and my, my beautiful sister dated when they were much younger, and, we thought for many a year that, that there might at some point be a wedding, but that uh, they drifted apart as he uh, pursued his, his academic dreams. But he and I maintained contact with one another, but I, I had not spoken with him for months. I was hoping perhaps you could tell me more about what he was doing here. Your good man said he was researching something here. He takes off his glasses and he cleans them and he has a furrowed brow and he puts them back on. Goes, yes, yes, uh, uh, Botho was here very frequently recently in the last few months and he was working on something. He's uh, taking out books from our library and such. If, if you like, you could, um, we, we, you have to sign the books out and you could, uh, you could take a look at what he was what he was looking into. I'd be happy to take you to our library. All, the, all of our members also have a private desks, locked desks that they can keep materials and such in. Um, he, he does have one of those as well here at the club, uh, but it is against uh, policy to go through there. You know, we we're not going to go through his private belongings. I'm I'm I'm. There may be a fiance or someone coming or family coming to possibly claim the belongings out of his desk, but. Uh, I'd be happy to show you around the club and tell you about it. And uh... I, I would be very, very grateful. Yes, thank you so much, very much. I would very much appreciate this. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, so where should, well, should we start? I can show you around the main floor here where this is the general reading room and we've got the library in the back. And uh, up on the second floor, we have... Uh, a bit of a, uh, a museum where we have uh, antiquities locked away. But we don't. It's not yes. used much these days. But uh, yeah, what would, would you like Ruby to see? Be back by the... now. Yeah, Ruby, you, have you come oh. back by now, or did, were you up to something? Did you want to do something while yeah, you uh, sure. slipped away? I did. I wanted to see. You know, instead of going uh, left to the bathroom, was there a right, or what do I go by? Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, so this main floor, it's pretty open. When you go down the hallway, it does lead to appears uh, some offices, administrative offices, from what you can tell. There's nobody in them, per se. Uh, and you're not very deep into the house. You can kind of keep going down the hallways and looking around if you want. There are people milling about. They kind of look at you, and they don't say anything, but they give you a look kind of like, what are you doing here, sort of thing. 
Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna continue uh, going down through the, the offices and, and, and whatnot. Um, uh, do uh, are there any names or anything on the tops of the offices? Anything like that? That the, they are not. They almost appear to be like offices you can use to sit in and do like research or reading. Like if you want a private room to go into, uh, you could use those instead of just sitting in the general reading room where the people are milling about and socializing as well. So like I'll go into one that's empty and just kind of like pull at drawers and stuff like that to see uh, if anything will open, what's in them, that sort of thing. Yeah, you go inside one of the the rooms and there's a stack of books on the table. There's no one in there currently. And um, you kind of look at the spines of all the books. It looks like most of them are on, like, Egyptology, uh, histories of Europe. Nothing too particular stands out to you. But as you're turning to leave this room and go back to the door, a man appears in the doorway. Man in his probably mid-30s, slick black hair, very well-dressed, smoking a cigarette. What are, what are you doing here? Oh, oh, oh gosh. You startled me. My goodness. My head was so full of books that sometimes I just don't know my right from left. Gosh, I'm so sorry. If you don't mind, I'll just squeeze past you here. He walks up to you and he's got like a very kind of like calm demeanor to him. And he walks over and he grabs your hand. He says, no, no, don't, don't think twice about it. It's uh. I overheard you mention the name Botho Erlekman when you came in. Oh, oh yes, my my colleague, absolutely. Um, they they were so close. Um, I I mean, I barely knew the man. I truth truth be told, this is the first time I've really been out of the country, and I've never been in 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 such a an an absolutely amazing building. It's so old. Yes, indeed. I. He's still holding her hand. He's very charming. He's still holding her hand. He goes, uh, I was an acquaintance of Batho Elekmans. My name is Gotthold Fuchs. Oh, Mr. Fuchs. And she goes a little red in the cheek. Oh, Perhaps goodness. I can help you. What is it you are looking for? Really, if you could just be my guide to this absolutely beautiful establishment, I, I would I would love to, um, to know a little bit more about yourself and, and what we do as well as, you know, this this place that we find ourselves in. Oh, but uh, by the way, gosh, oh, you've got me all flustered. I'm I'm Ruby. Pleasure uh, to meet you, Fraulein. And he raises your hand and kisses it. <laughs> Uh, what is it we uh, I could assist you with? Where's the other one that was here with you? Oh, uh, Pavel? Um, he's he's at the the front, I believe. Shall um, we? Think... Shall we collect can... him as well? Oh, oh, um, absolutely. Well, if if we must, I mean, I'd be more than happy to just um, um, have your company. Oh gosh, was that too forward? No, no, we can we can keep looking. I'd be happy to give you a private tour. Oh, oh, thank you so very much. Where should we begin? Show me your f- absolute favorite place in this in in um, at this club. I'd love to see it. Oh, my favorite place is the library. The things, the knowledge it holds, oh, is is unbelievable. Then show me show me your favorite books to the library. <laughs> so he takes you and he starts leading you down the hallway to this great room with shelves from floor to ceiling filled with books. Oh wow! 
This is just about the largest amount of books I've ever seen in one room. This is absolutely amazing. Oh my goodness. Indeed. So how did you know, uh, Professor Ehrlichman? Oh, like, like I said, I, I did not, I did not have the pleasure of knowing him. Um, Pavel, my, my friend, uh, knows him quite well. Um, I, I, like I said, I just came to see this lovely place. So tell me, which, which one of these books is your favorite? Tell me what the last, the last three books you've read. Show them to me. I want to see. He smiles and kind of chuckles at your excitement and takes a drag from his cigarette. He goes, ah, there is time for, there are time for such things later. Let's go, uh, reconnect with your friend. Well... If you, if you feel as though Pavel is of more interest to you than I, then who am I to stand in your way? <laughs> Look at this. Powers of persuasion. Do you want to make a roll to uh, persuade him? Okay. Persuasion we... charm, perhaps? I suck equally at this. <laughs> <laughs> persuasion charm. Okay. Uh, you're going to need two successes. I forgot we haven't played this game so long. You need to tell you how what you need to succeed. I was thinking a threat from Marvel. <laughs> and what what's the what's the second bit? Agility, brawn, coordination, insight. Oh, sorry. It's going to be mm, reason. Yeah, reason. Successes. One success. Oh. Very well. He. Uh, he says he puts his arm around you. And says, uh, let's uh, let's reconnect with your friend, and we will. I'll give you both a private tour. And he takes you, starts leading you back down the hallway. Pavel, will cut back to you. You're with uh, Mr. Well, Wilhelm. I will. I would have asked to go to library, so it's possible we could be bumping into each Cider? other, like right as they yeah. leave. He's walking around. He's oh, this was established uh, in 1907, the, the club by a Frenchman, and we've moved in here. This was formerly uh, the building was used as. As a private residence uh, known as the Gates of Heaven Street, but uh, we've taken it over since then. It was, uh, we're very close to the Ministry of Finance, if you will, but, uh, and he's just kind of rambling on, yes. talking to you about this building. Uh, here we have uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the WC is in here, and uh, there are private reading rooms, and uh, uh, you uh, want to. Have library. you ever thought of combining those two things together? Perhaps put like books in shelves within the WC <laughs> so that we could do two things at once. He kind of looks at you and stops and oh, ha, ha, ha. oh ha, ha, ha. is a uh, humor. Yes, 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 indeed. Okay. Uh, oh yes. yes, that was a joke. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what was, what was your relationship with Doctor Ehrlichman? Oh yes. He and I are very old friends. We used to study together many, many years ago. Uh, we met on the road. Uh, I am a traveler, I, uh, a, a rural educator, and I have took some lessons from the dear man. Also, he was quite infatuated with my sister for many years before, tragically, distance in his academic career took him from her. Uh, I'm pleased to hear that he has found love again. Well, that he found love again before his tragic death. Oh, tragic indeed, yes. What an accident out in the uh, the Alps. Yes, accident. Yes, accident. Oh, do I suspect something more in your tone there? Well, not anything with certainty, but he is a dear friend and a very intelligent man, prepared... I find it very curious that he would be, huh, 
hit that he would go into the mountains with such lack of preparedness. Oh, indeed, indeed, I agree. Such a tragedy, such a tragedy. He seems yes. so focused on his work. Oh, and as you're walking down the hallway, he points down a, another hall. He goes, oh, down there is uh, where all the private desks of our members uh, belong. Oh. I could show you which one is uh, was uh, Professor Ehrlichman's, if you'd like, afterwards, after we're done the library. Yes. I would very much appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Okay, very good. And as the two of you are walking down the hallway, you see a well-dressed, dapper man with his arm around Ruby walking back down the hallway towards the two of you. And Ruby, you see Pavel with a old, hunched-over man in a tweed yes. suit. It seems we both found friends. Oh, <laughs> how interesting! The difference in them. We switch. Um, Pavel, it is. Oh, I, I apologize. I didn't come right back from the from the from the washroom. I, I, I assumed you were having digestive issues. This is totally fine, Ruby. It's very, very fine. <gasps> Not in front of company. Um, um it, very sorry. It, Anyway, uh, my friend here, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, sir, I've forgotten your name. He takes a drag from his cigarette and he kind of closes his eyes in a little bit and looks at Pavel and goes, Gotthold Fuchs. Fuchs, yes, yes. Uh, uh, this is my esteemed colleague, uh, Pavel. Um, he is an extremely intelligent gentleman and uh, I'm sure... Um, if you have any questions or, or anything in regards to uh, the reasoning for us being here, he'd be more than happy to um, answer those for you. He walks over to you, Pavel, and he holds out his hand to shake your hand. I will shake it. He Pleasure grabs your hand you, really, really tightly, like a really firm ow, grip and shakes ow. it. Ow! Careful! <laughs> I am sensitive. No, he's, uh, he's probably got pretty firm hands. From yeah, it's, uh, it's very nice to meet you as well. Uh, the two of you were uh, acquaintances of Professor Ehrlichman's, I understand. Well, I'm a, I'm a very old friend of Miss uh, of Dr. Ehrlichman. Uh, Big B, we used to call him. Oh, Big boy, B. he really loved the mule race. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Mr. Seidler, who's there next, he goes, I was just taking them to the uh, library, Mr. Fuchs. Uh, they were... Uh, Interested in taking a look at the, uh, the records of the books that uh, Professor Ehrlichman were taking out before his untimely death. Shall we? And he kind of holds out his arm to usher you back down the hallway. Yes, please. Thank you, Mr. Mister Sight. Absolutely. That would be delightful. Oh, oh well, are you going to join us as well, uh, Mr. F Fuchs? He takes drag with serious... No, I, I have business to attend to. I, uh, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Farline. And he leaves the opposite way down the hallway. Did he not have the pleasure of meeting me as well? <laughs> no, he does not acknowledge you, Papel. <laughs> well, what a stuffy guy. Gosh, he'll turn to the curator and say, is, is, is he a regular here? Yes, yes, yes. He's a regular member of this uh, this this club, yes. Why? Why do you ask? Oh, do you know I, him as well? I, I do not. I, I met him in a room. Quite frankly, I, I bumped right into him, silly me. Hmm. Oh, he seems to have taken a liking to you. Oh, is that a good thing? I, I don't know, Mr. Fuchs. is a very handsome man, if I say so myself. <laughs> well, thank I appreciate your, your willingness to say such things. That's, that's wonderful. He actually, <laughs> yes, I, did, I agree. His hair was quite lovely. 
Yes, indeed. So, shall we... Look out for his handshake, however. A little oh. aggressive. Shall we carry on to the library? Yes, yes, indeed. And then, yes, I would love to see his... Uh, my, my good friend's private desk. Uh, the, these two things would please me greatly. Thank you, thank you. Okay, very good, very good. And he takes to the library, and so you see what Ruby saw with the big shelves for the ceiling. And, uh, this is the, the pride of the club. We have many books on the occult and the strange and... And, uh, oh, you name it, we have books on it. This is... Oh, wow. This is no words. Should have sent a poet. It's beautiful here. <laughs> oh, right? so much knowledge collected in one place. I see why it is your pride and joy, Mr. Slater. You are ve very, very impressive. Now, you, you are interested in seeing what he was uh, looking into before his death? Oh, yes, very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. He, he takes you over. To, there's, like, boxes. Uh, or, actually, they're drawers. And he pulls out these drawers, and they're just filled with cards. He's like, hey, you're going to have to do some digging to find uh, anything with his name on it from the last few months. It's not organized by name, but rather dates that things were taken out. Oh, I, I, I would love to do it. Um, I happened to notice there was a couple of rooms back there that were were empty. Could I take all these cards back there? You know, I like to lay everything out and and kind of, uh, like. Okay, I, I, he gets a kind of agitated here. I'd rather not. We, we, I'd rather you didn't disturb it. If you, if you will, can you can, can you flip through them? I if if that would rest if if that would set your mind at ease, absolutely, Mister Slater. Sidler. Sidler, I, I apologize. We were, you know what? We were not properly introduced. He holds I, out his hand. Wilhelm Sidler. Well, hello, Mr. Sidler. I'm Ruby McKay. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, it'll take a Reason Academia to find the various cards in here that he has taken, the books he's taken out the last little while. It'll be, you just need a single success on it. Either of you can make this roll. You guys can work can together. Both? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hey, yeah, Modiphius, thank you for the raid. We are. We saw that you were running Actun Cthulhu, and now you're joining us for more Actun Cthulhu. Thanks so much for the raid. I appreciate it. Okay, okay. Would uh, would occultism or anything like that apply here? Or linguistics? Hmm. I'm just seeing if either of my focuses. Yeah, no, not, not hmm. here. Okay. Okay, very okay. Uh, one success. You get your success? Yes. Uh, yeah, so you flip through the cards, and you're able to put together... Well, you kind of pick them up, because whenever you try to remove one, he's like... <laughs> he clears his throat and... Oh, please don't disturb the, the, the system we have in place here. So you just kind of, like, pick them up, and you kind of put them upright so they're poking up, and you get uh, a good picture of everything he's taken out for quite some time. It looks like you go back years between the two of you and you start flipping through. And it looks like years ago, uh, Professor Ehrlichman was really interested and focused on Egyptology. But however, in his last recent visits in the last few months, he's deviated more to um, things pertaining to, oh, Germanic myth. Lost civilizations, including Atlantis and Hyperborea. Oh, well, this is very interesting. You also notice that the same name pops up on all these cards as to who signed them out next. And it is Gotthold oh. Fuchs. Fuchs. 
Oh my goodness. Army. How curious. We wouldn't have been privy to the information that the other two found out. At the no, end. the other two have more information. I was, and I'm sorry to Aaron and Jeremy because they're just kind of sitting here. We did your section last time, so I apologize. The two of you are just kind of sitting here for this. I'm taking copious notes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you are. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, Mr. Seidler, is the, I see that Mr. Fuchs's name uh, follows each one of my, my good poor deceased, dead, but lovely man. All of the books that he has taken out, Mr. Fuchs, did they work together? Were they, were they research partners of some kind? He's sitting there at a table. He's kind of resting. He's flipping through. But oh, oh, no, no, not as far as other than uh, no, no, I don't know of any sort of connection between the two of them. No. That's very strange. Uh, maybe maybe he was consulting him on his work. I, I'm, I'm not uh, privy to such things. I see. Is Mr. Fuchs a expert on the on Germanic myth? Uh, I don't know. He's he is he's German. Uh, I don't know if he's an expert. Does that make one an expert on such things? Uh, uh, he's he's joined the club recently, and um, he's he's a bit of a strange one, a mysterious man. He comes and goes as he pleases, and. Uh, he does hasn't really made friends or acquaintances with really anybody here in his time hmm. being a member of the book club. Was well, he sponsored his entry yeah. as? Uh... Hmm. Yeah, well, now strangely, uh, now that you mention it, yes, he was sponsored by um, uh, uh, members of the German military. Reached out uh, and uh, sponsored and uh, and asked for his. Uh, his inclusion in the club, you know, ever since we were occupied by them, they have had such a grasp on our city. Yes, yes, I see. Oh, well, perhaps it is merely coincidence, or perhaps uh, there are many people here and they were friends. It's uh, there, there's certainly several. Uh, perhaps, reasons. perhaps, perhaps they became friends over shared interests. That is not. Yes. It wouldn't be the the first or the last time it's happened to the Sphinx Reading Club. <laughs> Of course, it seems like a very friendly place. Yes. Uh, did you find what you were looking for? Oh, yes, 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 we did indeed. Thank you very much. Yes, we did. As well, uh, where, where, what can I show you next? You are interested, uh, like I said, I can't I can't give you access to his, his personal uh, storage desk. Uh, but all of our members have them, but uh, I can show you the area, give you the tour. Uh, we don't really go to the, the other floor where the museum is there. Ah, uh, they've... Nah, we don't go there right now. Of course. Of course. I know this will sound strange to you. I I, I, I apologize. Um, I am but a, a humble mountain man from a very quaint village, and our ways are probably just... Oh, they seem simple to such prestigious men such as you, but he and I were... Well, we're dear friends. We were very near to family. If I could... Just sit where he sat, perhaps. Just there's a stare at what he's there. Oh, he, he he walks over to you and he's like, uh, kind of goes over to comfort you. No, 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 that wouldn't be a bother at all. Please, please, <sighs> I, I'd be more than happy to. Also, when he was reluctant to show you to the museum, if you want, you can make an insight persuasion or charm test. Uh, uh sure. On I'll that, on his reluctance to take you to the museum. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could 
I mean, on on our way to the yeah, maybe I'll say that sure. I'll talk to him. I'm like, what is this? Uh, I'm curious. What is this? Uh, what is this concern you have with the museum? I would imagine uh, it is seeing the sights of the library or museum must be just as glorious. Uh, all you just need your one success. That's all you need. Well, you know, uh, there was uh, it was recently subject to to uh, some theft, and it caused a bit of a minor scandal here oh. at the Reed Sphinx Reading Club, and, and uh, an object went missing. So we've kind of locked that away. We 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 tend not to go there. We I'm worried that it's causing some unwanted attention due to the some of the items or artifacts that are housed within. What what kind of stuff? What what was stolen? Oh, it was a, a statue, a black stone statue. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was of a man in, in robes, and it had some strange writing across the bottom. It seems to have uh, disappeared recently. Oh, how how did you guys come by it? Was it was it donated or? I am not aware. That is before my time. I'm not uh, sure how that antiquity came to the club itself, but. Um, it caused quite a stir. You know, things are very casual around here. Or, or have some, one break in and take something. Is that we're lucky they didn't take more? Of course. Would, was this artifact Egyptian, perhaps? Oh, I. Let me think back. It. Uh, oh, the type of robes and the, the look of the stone. I'd say it was either the maybe writing, perhaps. Perhaps uh, what kind of writing was it? Possibly a Greek origin or a Tibetan. Uh, it's it's hard to... Uh, the style of the robes and the writing, it's hard to say. I'd, I'd, I'd put it to one of the two. Ancient, though. Ancient artifact. Fascinating. Oh, and it was recently. Yes, very recently. recent. Very oh, recent. That is a shame. That is such a shame. Indeed. Oh, but uh, here, here we are. This is uh, uh, Professor Bartho Ehrlichman's desk here. And so there's a wooden desk. It's like an angled. It's got a, a top that would lift up. And uh, you'd be able to open up and keep things within this desk. Uh, but there's a lock on. There's locks on all of the desks. And they actually have, like, little nameplates on them. And it says hmm. on this nameplate, Bartho Ehrlichman. Yes, this is desk here. Mr. Seidler, could I... Would you mind if I had a moment, please? Uh, I suppose. Uh, yes, I'll just, uh, I'll be about. Uh, please come get me when you're, when you're done. I understand. Ruby, Ruby. And he'll just reach his hand up because he wants Ruby to grab it. Like, oh. <laughs> I'll grab it. Be like, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all right, Pavel. We'll, uh... We were going to be brothers. <laughs> I don't ever find a man to marry my sister now. We will. We will. It, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Is he gone yet? Yes. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you break into this desk? I figured that's something <laughs> you can do, right? Because <laughs> I, 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 I am terrible with that, so I really hope you're good at it. You'll <laughs> see what I can do. All right. So, okay. Um, so how do I, so yeah, I'll, what, so it's just this desk? Bench desk or the, with a lock on it. This room is full of wooden desks that all have little nameplates on them of the members, uh, it belong, they belong to. And yeah, there's a, there's a lock on, on it. On all of them. Awesome. So, um, 
yeah, let's uh, let's give it a whirl. So what do you? How are you going to try and break this lock off? Um, what's your what's oh. your approach here, Ruby? What's my approach? Well, um, I, being a lady of the of the twenties, I naturally have hairpins holding my hair up. Mm -hmm. Right? Is this um, a, is this a truth that you're creating? Um, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> let's create a truth here. Create a truth. Um. So, like, uh, again, back uh, coming from from uh, a Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I mean, we had nothing, and um, quite frankly, uh, my my uncle Rupert um, was awful at remembering his keys. And being his favorite niece, he would often call me because uh, I always had uh, what I call my lucky hairpin. Um, it was something that I found uh, on my way to school one day. And it uh, it allowed me to kind of put my hair up so that um, I uh, I could I could read because quite frankly we were so poor um, yeah it was it was just not um, not possible beforehand. So, so we are I, sitting on momentum. I did take one away coming into this scene. So you are sitting on three momentum. Um, so you can use momentum to create this truth yep. and find miraculously have a hairpin on you because you always have one due to your uncle and it's going to make this roll easier to break into it. It's going to lower the difficulty because you're going to have a hairpin. Thank God. Also, um, just as a thought, because at the end of Vienna, when we before we go to the next phase, our fortune points will refresh, right, Matt? Yes, you do have fortune points right now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's every so you, adventure you regain them. Yeah. So yeah. you could you could spend a fortune point to get a critical success and automatically get two successes before you even roll. Oh, totally, hundred percent. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, love to But you can also you could also introduce this truth for your character going forward if you'd like that you have a hairpin on you and you're now like the the group's uh, lock, lock pick. picker. Excellent. I like it. All right, so you're gonna spend a focus. I almost called it karma. I got Marvel in the brain. Spend fortune. a focus. Fortune. Uh, fortune. Thank you. Oof. Uh, a fortune and get uh, automatic critical and spend some of that momentum to introduce a truth here. And uh, let's do it. So we don't even need to roll. You're gonna, I was going to make it a two difficulty, but you uh, used a fortune and you pop open the lock. While you're doing it, I'm going to say, because you used the fortune, you notice that there are scratches on the lock, like someone has attempted this before you. Oh, you didn't have Rupert's hairpin. And you pop the lock open, and you swing open the desk, and it's completely empty. Good looks. And there's like, there's like no like trap doors, or there's nothing that's like. Is there a special rule I can roll to? <laughs> <laughs> like, but there. Like things engraved or written anywhere on the underside or the inside, anything. If you I'm... could make a <laughs> observation. Yeah, observation roll, and we'll just make it a, a reason or insight observation. Oh god, I can, I can lean over shoulder. I mean, I'm there. You're holding my hand. I'm very, very sad. Can I? Can I roll that as well, man? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. I'm making okay. a decision for you. One, what I say? One success? That's all you need. One success. That's okay. what I got. One success. So you're looking it over. The two of you are looking over. You're not satisfied. Uh, or no, you are both satisfied with looking this over. And you're like, there's nothing here. But Pavel, you get an idea. You go, wait, all of the members have desks here. Yes. Then would Gott 
called Fuchs. Fuchs also have a yes. desk here. Yes, I was going to do that when she was done. Yes, we should see why he is away. If the, why Mr. Seidler is away is if our newfound friend. <gasps> that, that would be excellent. Um, so so we're, we're in a room, right? Yeah? Yeah, you're in a big room. Yep. Okay, excellent. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'll see if I can find Mr. Fuchs. Yes. Replace the lock as best we can. Sure, so, so you guys can look around. You don't need to roll. You just walk yeah. up and down. You find his name on a desk, and we're going to have to pop open another lock. Um, you want to use fortune again? Ruby, please. Let me do it this time. <laughs> I, I'm feeling not just me, but Gregor has been sitting in the pack in the, in the basket for a very long time. He really wants to get out. So I will pop Gregor out, and I will like Gregor. Please. Focus your chi. Please open the lock. <laughs> I mean, he's got very long. You're using Gregor? Or are you, are yes. you spending fortune for this? Oh, hell, I'm going to do this. Yes. I want this All right, stuff. so Gregor gets up there. He, starts, he gets his little his little paws out and he starts kind of yes. fiddling away at the lock and working. Oh, and you can me. see sweat coming down his brow when he wipes it aside. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at you and makes some squeaks for reassurance. <laughs> and because. You spent right. the fortune. All of a sudden, pop. The lock pops open and he lets out a little squeed. He runs in a circle and then back up your pant leg or wherever he's been sitting. Yes. That works. He climbs me up like a tree and sits back and I pat him. Good boy. Good boy. You're so smart. Oh, goodness. And for, for any of the writers who might not have watched this before, uh, Gregor is a marmot. If I'm, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Gregor's a, a marmot. marmot. Yes. Yes. Yes, he's been called very worse things, but he is a marmot. First in his class at elementary school in Carpathian Mountains. All right. Again, I, apo I apologize, Jeremy and Aaron. I did. Oh, good. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are good. Uh, yes. So this pops open, and there are all sorts of documents in Mister Fuchs's desk. You start rifling. Go ahead. Is there enough for us to read through now, or is this the type of thing that we no, should No, you can through? read through them. Uh, right away, you notice that there are various orders on the state of military operations in the city. Uh, and some of the orders also uh, deal with Ehrlichman. You find a note that says, Our Viennese archaeologist friend cannot be trusted. Loose ends must not be left untied. I trust I can leave you to deal with the matter... Uh, to our satisfaction. Retrieve whatever you can find. And it's signed L.M. The initials L.M. You also find a letter uh, addressed to Mr. Fuchs uh, informing him of the discovery of both the Black Stone and the Book of the Machine. And uh, that, that uh, note, or that letter informing him of that, and also the orders for um the military operations all uh, around here all have a watermark on them uh it's the shape of like a, a shield with an animal's paw print in the middle and uh within the pad is like an eye a single eye within the pad of the paw print uh is this something that could be identified with roll like a cult or something Cult. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Or mysticism, if that's preferable. Um, Ruby's gonna go over to the door to kind of keep an eye out to make sure that uh, nobody can kind of get the drop on us. Sure. 
Uh, insight, and we'll make this a... I was going to do a couple of um, options here. You could either do insight tactics, specifically covert operations. <laughs> if you wanted to get into that, if you had that specialty, which is a... I think, didn't What's-His-Name have that? that? That's why I was laughing. All right, all right. Finally. Insight <laughs> tactics, or insight... Uh, that would be a two difficulty. If you want to go the occult route, it'll be insight and what does occult fall under? Where's that Aca on here? Uh, academia. It's academia. Uh, we can do... Mm, it wouldn't be occult. We'll do academia, but no no specialization in, in occultism. And that would be a three difficulty. Okay. How about I roll insight tactics? And... Okay. And hope for the two. Um, you got momentum as well. You're going to lose after, uh, after the scene. So if you want to give yourself some extra D20s. I'm going to... I mean, I could just spend fortune and get two successes and just get it. I'm just going to spend fortune and get it. Let's just get it. It's okay. So spend fortune. This, uh, looking at it and thinking back, this is the insignia for the Noctwolf organization, who you know... Have ties to the German army that has ties to the Nazi party, and they are interested in the occult. And uh, gotcha. you've also heard of Black Sun, they have a sort of like a rivalry with Black Sun, who is also heavily into magic occult. You'd, you'd be more aware of them than you would of the Noctwolf, but you've heard okay. of them through uh, your knowledge of Black Sun. So it appears okay. that Mr. Fuchs has ties to the Noctwolf. Gotcha. All right. Anything else that we could find sifting through these papers? Mm -hmm. uh, just give me one more look over what's in here. No, that's that's it. That's all you can uh, obtain from Mr. Fuchs's desk. Okay. We'll put everything back neatly the way it was. I think... Oh, yes, yes. I think we should take uh, the notification of the request to to uh, to, to kill. kill? <laughs> yes. I, okay. Yes. Wife deserves deserves to know, or his fiance deserves to know. Yes. Though I am suspicious whether she was really his fiance or not, but she showed us genuine information. Um... No, no, don't, no, no. That's fair. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. And Gregor will will fix the lock back the way he found it, because he is a good boy. Excellent. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to leave and go find Mister uh, Seidler again? I think so. Yeah, he's standing in the hallway. He's just kind of leaning there. He's nodding off as he's standing up. And oh, 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 oh you're, you're back. You're done. You had your your time. I trust, and were able to make a peace with your friend. Yes. A little bit of a connection to him. Uh, very good. Uh, is there anything else uh, of interest here at the Sphinx Club that I could show you? Hmm. No, I suppose not. I will. Uh, we will be here for a little while longer. Perhaps we could return again. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I understand you are an acquaintance of a member. But would you like to apply for uh, for membership? Yes, I very much would. 
Oh, very yes. Good. Very good. I'll uh, get to uh, uh, your hand at the desk to give you the paperwork, and you can return it at any time while you're still in in, in town here. Thank you very much, Mr. Seidler. And now genuine tears are starting to well up in his eyes. <laughs> oh, oh, my poor boy. And he goes over. And <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Death is all part of the natural cycle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so he walks you, the two of you, back to the door, and he gets you the the application form. He says, "Bring this back and uh, here, give it here." And he signs one of the bottom pieces. You've got my endorsement as well. And uh, uh, please bring it back, and you'll be welcome here anytime. Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Sider. You have been a wonderful host to us. We, we greatly appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. You're, you're a gentleman and uh, you're quite a lady. Uh, hey, thank you. Ruby. Okay, well, mwah. Mm. I've never met a Canadian before. <laughs> well, maybe one day you'll see hundred. You're always welcome in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Uh, moose what? No? <laughs> Saskatchewan? We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to save that story for another time I'm afraid. Oh. I, I have to get Pavel back to the hotel. Indeed. Yes. It has been a day. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so the two of you from here, I'm assuming, are you going to head back to the hotel? Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. Jonathan and Leopold are waiting for you. <laughs> We've been waiting an hour for you. And they, where the, where right, are guys. the two of these guys? Where are these no two? Worries. So we it, didn't really find much. I'm not sure about you guys. We have found some interesting insights at the Mexican apothecary bookshop. Yes. The proprietor, Ernst, uh, is a disciple of the Yog Saget, an eldritch uh, God, and apparently, from what I can understand, uh, uh, Dr. Ulrich uh, was as well uh, an alkalite of him. And apparently, he was researching into Atlantis and Hyperborea and perhaps uh, Germanic histories of the race itself. And all the indications are that a Mr. Fuchs. I did not know this individual, but apparently he is responsible for the death. We met him at the Thanks Club. Oh, God. Yes. Marnie. Holy smokes. And he is, he, is. he is Knocked Wolf. We have evidence to suggest he is Knocked Wolf. That he, uh, and he might have been responsible directly. We have, and he'll produce the letter that's got the LM signature on it. Ah, very interesting. But furthermore, we have another clue we must follow, and perhaps tonight is the time to do it, because we must go to the graveyard. We must find the headstone of Ludwig. The, you know, uh, it will be marked with his in, in entropy formula, and it is there that we must perhaps dig up his body. What? Come. I will look at Sergeant Morris as, as Leo Brown. I mean, come on. Who hasn't done some grave digging in their time? Um, me? I, That's true. You're Canadian. I forgot. <laughs> you're classier than us. Disturbing the dead is a very... Uh, <clears throat> if you think this is what we need to do, then of course. Of course. It's okay. The thing is... I've already died once, so I've died, they've died. It balances out. It's fine. I'll do the digging. Yes, I did. 
Perhaps even I had to disturb the body itself, but perhaps it will simply be in the, uh, in the coffin, or perhaps even perhaps just on the tombstone. But there is yes. something there. Okay. Uh, I need to change. <laughs> also, why, when, why she's changing, he'll explain, I need my grave like, digging clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> my grave he'll, looting. He'll fill in, like, like basically everything they learned, confirming all, mm. like, Germanic myths and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then he'll also mention in the, um, the club has recently suffered a theft, which I suspect, of course, is most likely the hands of Gutelb uh, uh, Fuchs, as there was a, a black stone statue of ancient Greek or Tibetan origin that was taken uh, from the museum. Curious timing with the entry of, uh, of Mr. Fuchs. Greek in Tibet. It is very interesting. Ernst at the at the bookshop mentioned something about a black stone that uh, that our dead, uh, dead doctor was researching it into that. Yes. Perhaps yes. this is one and the same thing. I believe it might be. It, it, uh, yes, there is reference to it in Mr. Fuchs's uh, communications with the German military. There is reference to it uh, from this 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 artifact that was stolen and. All of it seems to revolve around this to some degree. I have a lot of that thought that perhaps we should not include the Fraulein Gisela in on this information quite yet. I have. I, uh, I agree with you, I think. I, do not I know have come to suspect that she might not be his actual fiance. I believe. She is merely, she, her true motives I am not sure of, but she certainly does not seem to have personal relationship with, with Mr. Whitney. Yes, my father, it not be uh, yes, my father had had dealings with German intelligence in the past. They can be very, very tricky. Perhaps we develop our own information first before we speak with her, even though we are here at her request. I, I agree. Have you, in your in your time, did you? Uh, we also got uh, information on a book of machine. Does, mm. does that mean anything to either of you? No, no, no. We did not find any information about book of machine for doing our research. Blackstone and book of machine were what the German military seemed to be interested in as it pertains to our poor deceased man. Hmm. Uh, based on what I know, the Nacht Wolf, that makes somewhat sense. They are researchers into not only the occult, but the stranger sciences. Yes. Well, we must go to this, this cemetery and see what we can find. If it has more answers for us or just more questions. Let's do it. What's the worst could happen? We can end up in a Vienna prison. I would expect that. <laughs> or perhaps <laughs> shot dead. <laughs> or the the spirits of the, the people who are buried within that we are then disturbing could haunt us for the rest of eternity, cursing our very existence. 
Sometimes people who do not fully cross over into the other side of existence and they linger here. And uh, sometimes True. they do not care for when people disrupt their, their eternal unrest. Or nothing will happen and we'll get what we want and we all win. So let's go. Yes. I do like this Canadian optimism. <laughs> it is very infectious. Well, I'm I'm glad you can you can uh, differentiate my optimism for my actual terror. So um, <laughs> let us go. Um, yeah, uh, Leopold brought up a good point. Remember that the Vienna is under German occupation right now. There's soldiers everywhere. Yes, it's okay. We're just gonna be stealthy. We're gonna be fine. Just like last time. <laughs> we speak. We have. We have German. We have another person who speaks German. Uh, we have very stealthy individual in yourself, and we have Ruby, whose infectious personality will most likely make everything fine. And you have Gregor. Well, Gregor has performed admirably today. Let me tell you what has happened to Jonathan, and I regale. <laughs> Wonderful story of Gregor picking a lock. All right. Ooh. All right. The night has descended upon v Vienna. Yeah, sure. I believe you, Pavel. I... <laughs> hey, he's a beautiful creature, but he doesn't even have thumbs. How would he do that? I would not believe him also, except I watched him. It was phenomenal. He waddles over, climbs up, Sergeant Morris's leg a bit. I'll scratch him behind me a little bit once. <laughs> good boy. He deserved that. He was a very good boy today. <laughs> All right. Shall we head to the cemetery? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You guys make your way through the streets of Vienna, located in the southeast uh, of the city center in the Simmering District. Uh, is the largest of Vienna's numerous cemeteries. It's the final resting place for many of Austria's most notable residents and citizens, including Ludwig von Beethoven, Johann Strauss, and Gustav Klimt. Uh, but you are here in particular to find the grave of one Ludwig Boltzmann, uh, whose tomb these days, or, or, or grave, has become quite an attraction. People are, do make their way there uh, to go visit it. So it's not the hardest thing to find uh, as you go. So you start making your way through and you're going through row after row after row. Um, but it's quite easy to find. You, you find it amongst other honorary graves in the cemetery that act as a uh, almost like a macabre attraction for visitors and locals alike. There are fresh flowers underneath it. And um, the... Uh, the the, uh, the grave itself actually has the the entropy uh, what should we call what was that I gave you entropy formula formula engraved on it along with his name and a big marble bust of Ludwig Boltzmann at his at his gravesite his grave marker big imposing monument. Either side of the of the grave is flanked by two small yew trees, 
And there are graves all over the area. Like I said, there seem to be fresh flowers have been laid down at the grave itself here. There don't appear to be any signs that the ground in front of the headstone has been disturbed uh, recently at all. He was buried last year, only last year, 1938. So he's only been dead for a year. Uh, and it doesn't look like the, the dirt has been disturbed any anytime soon. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the flowers and I'm just going to hang on to them. Sure. And, uh, kind of go for, uh, uh, a leisurely walk in the graveyard to kind of keep an eye on things. Okay. Very good. Everybody in the area, if you want to just kind of like, a, like do a, like a once over and walk around the grave and mm -hmm. just kind of like get an idea, maybe like what's happening or why this was left here. Go ahead. Everybody make me an insight observation test. Uh, sight in particular, if you have that, didn't we just need one success? Why did this not change over? It changes to graveyard sounds and I still oh. hear music playing. <laughs> Sergeant Morris bringing strong. His eyes glow just a little bit in the night. This is where he feels comfortable. Mm. I, oh, I, pop, I, I popped our momentum back up a, a couple then from that since we only needed one success. Thank you. So you got the one success. and So you scan the area around the, the grave or the headstone itself. And over beside one of the yew trees, uh, some disturbed dirt catches your attention. You walk over there, and it looks like the earth has recently been turned over. Uh, but it looks like someone tried to cover it up, but didn't do a very good job. Why is somebody digging over by the tree? Perhaps that is where the clues was left. We perhaps investigate closer. I'm going to be really pissed if I'm denied a perfectly good grave digging. <laughs> if you would like to do the honors and, and dig I just assumed and yeah I'll start doing the deed alright so start with your hands <laughs> we'll say I mean, you came prepared you guys knew you were coming to cemetery you assumed you were going to be digging up a grave I'm going to say you stopped and grabbed some shovels on the way here I think it's only fair alright are you taking a shield? To resort to using the shield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pull the shield out of the the stroller and just start smashing the ground. It's therapeutic for me. I just imagine it's a man's face. <laughs> so you start digging out with the shield or the shovel, whichever you prefer. And uh, after some time, you dig up. Uh, 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 there's a little box, a little wooden box that someone has buried there. There doesn't appear this? to be a lock on it. There's no markings. There's no carvings or anything. All right. Well, yeah. Normally, finders keepers, but who wants to take a look? Who wants the privilege? <laughs> You'll discover that you can open up there, Mister Morris. We are all friends here. You can tell us what you see. All right. As it blows up in his face. This message will self-destruct. Yes. But yeah, I'll open it up. Uh, okay. Snake lashes out. Bite you. No. <laughs> uh, Ruby, while you're walking around and keeping attention, I need you to make me a 
insight observation, if you will. Uh, and it's going to be, hold on one second. Spend a threat. That's three, not a good sign. Three difficulty. What? So, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use a fortune. And get so that's a critical. So it's two. So you need one success. Uh, so you're gonna have to. You're gonna need more dice, though, aren't you? You're gonna have to spend some of that momentum to get some more dice. Two of them will automatically be a, a critical. Okay, so I can spend. Oh, that's the wrong way for. Okay, I'll take one of those and. This isn't a. This is an opposed test we're doing. I set the difficulty here, with my. Oh, for the love of. Oh, wow. Do you want to introduce a complication? No. <laughs> No, oh. I do not. Oh, uh, let's do it. Let's be complicated. No. Zombie <laughs> hands begin to break oh, the surface of the earth. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> Sergeant Morris would love that. <laughs> so you can either you can buy it off with momentum. It's been a while since we played this. Wow, I think it was a two momentum. You can buy nope. it off. We nope. give you two threat. Oh, give me two threat, or I introduce a complication into the scene. Um, yeah, let's do, let's do a complication. We've been doing a lot of talking, so let's do a lot of battling now. Okay. So you're walking around, you're keeping your eyes out, and all of a sudden, you, someone steps out from behind a grave, a large, large gravestone behind you. And you turn around and you see Gotthold Fuchs standing there. He takes <gasps> a drag from his cigarette and he goes, Ah, Fräulein, uh, imagine the... Coincidence that we meet here again. Oh my gosh! Of all the graveyards in all the world, my friend! Oh <laughs> my goodness! I fancy meeting you here? Uh, you can you can cut the act. I know why you're here. And you've led me right to what I've been looking for. What what are, what are you looking for? What do you mean? I just like graveyards at night. Look, I have flowers. With that four like thugs step out from the shadows around you with uh they all have uh walter uh p pistols drawn and they're kind of holding them out <gasps> oh gosh that is oh gosh put those down oh my goodness i am a lady put those down oh you don't need those oh gosh uh, please please sir fuchs uh pulls out a knife and he holds it to your to your midsection. He says, that will be quite enough. Stop talking. Did, did we hear any of this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So back to you guys. You open the box and it blows up in your face. No, you open the box and inside oh. there is, appears to be a battered notebook held shut with a frayed, battered piece of leather. And there also seems to be something wrapped up in an oil skin in this box. Blackstone. It's quite right. heavy when you lift it up. All right. I think we got the good stuff right here. We gotta tuck it away. I'm obviously not the one to study it. Maybe this isn't the place either. Yes. Yeah, very correct, Sergeant Morris. Let us uh, retire to some place a bit safer. Yes, we must find uh, Miss Miss Piquet. She has wandered off again. She 
I worry about her. She was in the bathroom for a very long time when we were inside of the uh, the club. She might uh, be dealing with some sort of stomach ailment. I'm not sure what you all ate this morning. If you're feeling it too, so she might. We should find her. Rudy. Definitely, IBS. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. I'm gonna introduce that as a truth. That. No. That'd be just hilarious. Tuck safely away on my person and yes, we shall leave as quickly as we can. Um, yeah. So while you're all kind of sitting there and you're looking and reviewing everything, you look up into the northwest of your your uh, current position. You see Ruby standing there, and Pavel. You recognize Mister Gotthold Fuchs, and they are s- surrounded by uh, three rather thuggish-looking individuals. And uh, you can see they have pistols drawn, and uh, Gotthold has a—he's—he's uh, he's, he's pressing something to the midsection of uh, to Ruby. This Fuchs, this Fuchs right there—that one. We must—we must help her. And he shouts, "Yes." He shouts, "I—I I believe you have something that belongs to me, gentlemen. Hand it over, and the girl will be fine." Otherwise, we'll take her life and yours to get what we need. Are we all in close range of one another? Um, close range. What is close range again? I gotta. How many feet is that? Double check. It's been so. There's arms length, and then there's like. Yeah, then there's close range, and then there's medium. Or is it near? Remember? Oh my god, it's been so long. I know, right? It's it's been weeks. We did have all this down. Um, so yeah, he, he throws it out there. Technically, uh, the heroes, if we enter combat, the heroes always get the first turn. I'm not gonna jump you with surprise here, because they made their presence known. Alright. So if I are... may, if I may, my friends, quickly. Uh, and I'm gonna try to enact Inner Nirvana. It's, uh... Mm-hmm. Resilience test, difficulty two, train three. So the ranges are close, medium, long, and extreme. Listen mm. here, but I swear there wasn't, there was like a reach one, wasn't there? Something like that? Arm's length or reach? Yeah, oh, that's that was... like if you close into melee. Hmm. Well, that's some 2D20s make a distinction between reach and close as basically two separate range increments, like in Conan and, and uh, Dune, I think. But I think if you're in close range as your move action, you can move in and engage without having to take that extra yeah. action. So these guys, so it lists all ranged weapons have a range. So all ranged weapons have a range of close, medium, long, and extreme. Uh, yeah, you'd be within close close okay. range. So uh, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to cast, well, I'm going to enact in an, or, or try to. So it's uh, difficulty two. and three successes Ooh, so I'm going to spend two of those momentum if it's okay with you guys and now you guys feel a pressure behind your eyeballs and your ears pop and like a wave of energy enfolds the entire party we all have cover equal to my power which is five <laughs> So we get basically a, a bump of five to your armor. Uh, and 
every round you recover stress equal to your resilience at the start of each turn at the start oh of God. each of your turns for five rounds that's how long i can sustain it I have 11 armor now holy crap <laughs> sergeant morris i do believe now would be the time for you to kill many germans not this so, one of course but i don't know what to do this feels really good like in a bad way <laughs> so you it's guys like are at wrong fun you guys are up first it's gonna go over to my guys now let me transition over to a battle map here just update the overlay so people at home could see it we've got the battle music playing there we go. You guys can all see the layout. You're all by the tree. There's like disturbed dirt at your feet. I don't. You guys can move each other how, however, wherever you're standing. I don't care. You're on the tree, and they're up to the northwest of you, uh, with Ruby in the middle. I guess I get to go. Uh, I'm gonna we, kill. I'm gonna kill Ruby. Can we spend momentum to maintain? Because yes. it costs two momentum, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if if you guys are okay with it, yes. really good about all this, and Ruby is surrounded, what I would love to do is spend the two momentum, charge in, and instead of attacking, basically just cover Ruby. Like, pull her to the ground, lay on top of her. Okay. Just, just real quick, Sergeant Morris, if you still have fortune left, you mm -hmm. can spend a fortune point to take an additional major action. So you could go in and kill somebody, and then protect Lieutenant <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Leo, I hear so you in my brain. Played. Yeah, with all the good advice, I love it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're keeping. So you, did you spend the momentum? You took it off the momentum track. Yeah, I'll do that now. Okay, to maintain yeah. that you guys maintain control. Pace it down to zero, and then you're let's charging see. there. I can't, I can't get the Fuchs. I'm sure. Fuchs is got... the furthest one away. Um, like, you're going to have to go through someone to get yeah. to Ruby. They've, they're purposefully just, surrounding her. I'll go diagonal. I'll go for the one who's, like, to the bottom right, just to, to clear a path to get to her. Sure. Okay. So you're going to run right. over there. I'll run over there. And then, thanks to one of my talents, I get a free extra dice on my first attack on that dude. Fighting. Sergeant Morris, introduce these German bastards to our baby. <laughs> Swipe. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh my so god. So many successes. All you need was one. All you need was one success. So go ahead and put the momentum oh, in the momentum. the coffers. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, and uh, roll your damage? I'm going to spend two of those. Or how much can I spend for damage? You could spend up to three. I'll spend one. Just because I really want to take one guy out. Just one? I, I, I want to save some for the team. I don't want to be too selfish. Oh, go for it. Kill him. Just put all or Or you could spend two momentum. Yeah. And a second guy is automatically takes equal amount of damage. An additional target oh, within reach no. of the primary target is also affected by the attack. Suffering yes. the full effects of the attack. <laughs> You're just going to take Oh my out god. <laughs> Leo, I feel you in my brain. Give me all the best ideas. He, he is a master telepath. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. Yes, I'm doing that. Okay, so... Oh, sorry, it took me a second to remember how No, it's to, all good. Uh, it's been a while for me as well, so I completely understand. Alright. Six damage, three effects. So effect and is stun. Whoo... So okay, if the resilience is three or less. That guy, they're, they're stunned. 
their resilience is three or less. Mm. Uh, so, but you did six damage, mm -hmm. and you're doing six damage to two targets. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which two targets you want to do six damage to? The bottom two. I think it would make sense, like as I'm oh. leaping in. What does this look like? Are you uh, throwing your I shield mean, or you're lunging? What does this look like? I think it's a good old-fashioned shield charge. Just charging in, buckle the first guy down, grab the second one by the collar of his 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 shoulder, and then bring him down onto the edge of the shield. And then, for after I spend the fortune point, then I'll get on top of Ruby. So if they want to shoot her, they got to shoot through me. Okay. You charge over there. You take down two of these guys instantly. And the reigning two kind of look at Fuchs <laughs> like, ah, you're not paying us <laughs> enough for this. <laughs> Whew. My turn? Sergeant Morris definitely puts the pulp in, in Hulk Hulk Hulk. <laughs> yeah, It's so fun. It is. Uh, okay. Uh, my turn now, right? Uh, Fuchs looks at this and what has happened, and he's using all of his actions, and he's running. He's just, <laughs> he is just taking off. He's running as far and as fast as he can out of the nearest entrance from this cemetery into the streets, and you hear him shouting in German. Uh, Pavel, you understand. So does Leopold. You just, you, uh, yes. he's, he's shouting for, please, 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 <laughs> they're wait. grave robbers in the cemetery! Do they want to keep him from running further? Because I might be able to do something about that. <laughs> well, Pavo, that is completely up to you, but perhaps we should be retreating now before the authorities come here. Yes. That, 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 we can, we'll, we'll get him another time. Uh, everyone, it's... come to me if you can. I shall accelerate our escape. I am quite sure that Mr. Fuchs will be looking for us after <laughs> all. We have what he is looking for. Yes. His day will come. We, we, no, can't you can go. we can't we can't go back to the hotel. Where will where will we go? Find a new hotel. Well, Pavel, yes. didn't did you not say you had a contact in the city and all the friend? Yes. friends? Oh Perhaps yes. We should go see a her. former very steamy lover by the name of <laughs> Isabel Esman. Yes. Isn't she like eighty years old? <laughs> so what is don't don't shame. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh yeah, it's your turn. So yeah, you got right, these two right. dogs. So, so whatever you guys are. Your... So. There are two more. Uh, if if we're not trying to like root him before he gets away, then Ruby should go. Okay, Ruby, you can go. Or I can, or I can root these guys and make it so that they can't attack. Is there? Are, I can't remember. Are there a top opportunity attacks in this game? Not. No. Really. Not. Yeah. Not. Okay. Not from what I remember. All right. Yeah, yeah, Ruby, you should knock yourself out. Well, I'm, I'm kind of knocked out. Sergeant Morris did that for me. <laughs> so, I, like, we're on the ground. Is that? Yes. At least that was my intent to keep you from getting shot. That's fair. I, I appreciate it. So there's nothing really that I can do because I'm I'm incapacitated at this moment. Um, I mean, if you want to go, I'm not gonna like hold you. Yeah, I I I wanna I wanna go after one of these um one of the remaining uh, thugs to incapacitate them or to stop them from running away. By all means, okay. don't let me stop you. Remember, no gun guns have been fired yet. Absolutely. And Everything uh, has been silent. So, uh, thumb knife time? What is it? What are we <laughs> What do you, what do you want to do, Ruby? I don't know. It sucks. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
I'm going to like um, jump on one of the most uh, most closest of thugs to like bring him down to the ground. And yeah, I'll ha I have my thumb knife pressed to his to his neck. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna like do a like a grapple. Yeah, let's do it. Under athletics. Yes, and yeah. agility. Perhaps. It's been, <laughs> it's been too long. I'm just looking for it right now. Aaron, do you have if do you have it handy? Let me know the grapple yeah. rules. Agility is what you use for melee type stuff, and coordination is what you use for range stuff. Okay, go ahead, make that. I'll do opposed. You're gonna win. Um, so sorry, it's agility and what? Sorry, athletics. Okay. And I'm gonna do an opposed roll. I'll make this public so you can see it. Yeah. So you jump on top of him. You restrain him, and uh, you have your knife to his throat, and tell him like, "Shut up! Shut up!" Throw it. He's just like, ah, oh, he's staying quiet. He's not saying anything. I just marked him. He's un marked as unconscious. He's not really unconscious. But you're on top of that one. I'm assuming the one that was next to you. You're just yep. going to grab him, throw him to the ground, and put your I knife to his throat. Yep. All right, it's it's my turn. Unless somebody wants to spend some momentum to go next. All right, the last flood thug is also flees. He's like, <laughs> F this, somebody. <laughs> he just runs for the nearest uh, entrance as well and just flees from the scene wants nothing to do what's go with what's going on here after he watched two of his uh his comrades go down to a dude wielding a shield and uh yeah yeah and some weird i'm assuming when you did you cast your spell leopold was there like weird like lights or anything like what did that look uh, like how did it uh, manifest? it's so i mean i i fully envision him as just as he's a fully a psychic so i mean okay there's no visible manifestation. There might be like a weird chill that goes up and down your spine, or a or a strange pressure. Like, and since this was cast on all of us, there was that that feeling of pressure because it's our energies connecting one another that give us the the protection under that uh, psychic ability. But so every one of them will be a little different. But yeah, there's no visible manifestation. It's a more subtle art. Okay, very good. So, combat's over. That was quick. Uh, where, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Sergeant, Lieutenant, I do believe we should be leaving. Uh, Mr. Mr. Pavel has uh, says he can uh, facilitate our escape. What? What about what about this guy? Like, I'm sure I'm sure he's got I'm... some information. From what they said, as in German, as they were running off, they said they. We've not paid enough for this bullshit. So perhaps he is just a hired dog. Oh man. I'm, I'm so much faster than that guy. I could totally catch him. <laughs> yes, but they were calling for uh, police, police, polizai. And based on our information we have, uh, Mr. Fuchs is part of the German military under Nachwurf, and we are in a German occupied city. Perhaps we should make the better part of Vala and depart. I mean, I suppose better is, you know, relative. But yeah, all right. And, all right. Uh, yeah, or uh, tonight's your lucky night. Now forget everything that you saw. Otherwise, uh, you know, my friend Sergeant Morris will visit you in your nightmares. He says in German, thank you, Fraulein, thank you. <laughs> and he runs <laughs> off. You don't understand it, but uh, Leopold and Pavel do. 
He was very appreciative, Lieutenant McKay. Of course. <laughs> Goes in this evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuchs seems to have gotten away, but you have the goods. Leo turns to Pavel and in German says, These uh, North Americans are very terrifying. Yes, they are also in German. <laughs> yes, very terrifying. Uh, Jonathan very upfront about his terror. The other one, much more insidious. She's very friendly, but I think underneath she is probably going to kill someone in sleep. So, you know, be uh, friendly. It's a very good idea, yes. And then he turns and smiles and waves his heart more. Pavel does the same. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are so friendly. I'm, I'm really liking it here. Yeah, yeah, Yankee Doodle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee Doodle Dandy. All right, Pavel. You said you had a way for us well, to escape. Yeah, I mean, are they like? Because it sounded like he was trying to get the cops in our direction. Yeah, he's are trying to get attention there. There, there's multiple entrances into the cemetery. There's yeah. not just one. So you guys could leave through an opposite right, entrance yeah. or get out yeah, here. It is yeah. nighttime. Like. It's not going to be hard for you guys to slip away. Really? Right, yeah. If it's not hard, then we can just get away. Yeah. I was going to like do the port thing if we needed to make a. Make you a don't. Break if you want to and be flashy, you can. But you don't need to. No, hmm. no, no. We, we If if we don't need to, then I shouldn't draw the attention because it is. It is. Yes, it might leave something behind or whatever. Someone might see it that we don't intend. Let us just simply slip into the night. Yes, we are just four friends on a nightly stroll amongst a beautiful city. To go and see a geriatric lover. Oh, she is a wonderful woman. <laughs> you, will, you will all very much like her. Please do not try to embarrass me, though. So, we ended on good terms, at least. So, we are still good friends. And I must return the card that she lent me to, uh, to be able to get into the club. So, this is perfect. Ah. I mean... Do you get a feeling maybe you'll need some alone time? Just a little rekindling there? I mean, we'll see. It is a very romantic city. <laughs> All right, so you're fleeing. <laughs> if you need, I'll babysit the mom at <laughs> Isabel Esmond's house. All right, so you make your way through the streets to Isabel Esmond's house. You ring the bell. It is quite late at night. She doesn't answer right away. It takes. You could you could teleport into her house if you wanted to. Uh, oh God, no, no, no. Otherwise, no. you ring and ring and ring and ring, and eventually, this elderly woman in her. Well, how old is she? Uh, I think she's in her eighties. In her eighties, uh, yeah. op like opens the door, crack. She's got a, a nightgown on, and she's squinting and looking like, "Who is bothering me this time of the night?" Oh, that is look. Oh, you are a vision of beauty. Ah, oh, it is I, Pavel, your sweet Carpathian lover. Do you remember me? We met earlier this afternoon. Pavel, that's your voice. Oh, you're back. Did you yes. find what you needed at the reading club? Yes, yes. We were hoping that we might be able to. Uh, crash with you for a bit. There were complications to uh, our endeavors. She's got the door open just a crack. She sees just you. She's like, we? What do you mean, we? 
Oh, yes, I have friends here. They are uh, wonderful people. This is this is Mr. Leopold Brun. Uh, right uh -huh. here. Uh, this is an American. Yes, an American, Mr. Sergeant Morris. Yes. Evening, ma'am. Yeah, yes, he is very friendly. He really enjoys conversation. So you must tell him all about the time that we went hiking in the Carpathians and when we saw the sun rise above the mountainside. And we, oh, sweet love, until <laughs> late in the evening. And this is my Canadian friend. I'm still not entirely sure what the Canadian is. What? They are extraordinarily friendly. Miss Ruby McKay, Ruby McKay, everybody. Clap, yes. <laughs> oh, fine. Bring your friends inside, Pavel. Oh, see, I told you, see, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. I, I do apologize for the lateness of our arrival. If if we weren't in dire need, we, we wouldn't have been here. Come in, come in, I'll make you some tea and make yourselves at home. Do you have any nuts? A Gregor is very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's gotta be some nuts around here. <laughs> You're still oh. you still got that rodent with you? Oh yes, yes, he is best friend. He has missed you and he opens up Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy to see her. It starts trying to climb up this poor old woman. <laughs> she she kind of like tries to push him away, and she scuttles oh. off to uh, <laughs> to the kitchen. Put on some tea. There's a living room there, right beside the entrance you came in. With is a couch, and you can and some lights. You could sit there and unpack everything that you've you've obtained. My friends, it is very important that we not share any information with your your dear antiquated lover, Pavel. Yes, we don't want to endanger her. I agree. Any more so that she already is. Yes, it could be quite easy for someone to reach into her mind and pull out anything that we have to tell her. Though the pain for her may be extreme. Yes. I mean, I hate the rain on the parade. They already know from the reading group, she gave you the invitation. I think right. Fuchs is going to backtrack that anyways. It is true. Oh, this find... is something I was not aware of. Perhaps we should... Remove ourselves from here very quickly. I believe or we use it. Oh. I do not like, know the Sultan Morris. If he brings the German army or the Night Wolf, this poor woman's house will be destroyed in the carnage that, pers that precipitates that action. But then they're Nazis. No, they're Germans. And the Night Wolf, I mean, the, the Nazi party is. Is abhorrent, but they have no true power yet. Why can't it just be simple? It just. All right, fine. We don't endanger the old lady. Fine. Yes. yes. Isabel, I am very sorry to have to say this. I believe you are in danger. I am so very sorry. She comes, she, as she walks back in the room with a tray of 
teacups and, and and a pot of tea and a bowl of nuts. Yes. A yes. danger, oh. what do you mean? Oh, those walnuts? No, I'm sorry, Gregor does not like walnuts. Do you have pecan? No, that's an American thing. Never mind. That'll do. Uh, you are sadly in danger. Uh, what do you mean, danger, Pavel? My sweets? What are you, what are you talking about? Well, death might find you in multiple ways. Uh, perhaps through age or through elite German military subgroups that are... That's well, we don't need to get in. That's poppycock. That's not... Uh... No, the... Your poetry and sweet talk will not deter me. You must get out of town. You must retire to your uh, your beautiful estate uh, in Barcelona. Is this the truth? <laughs> it is now. Okay. <laughs> oh, flee to my, my hacienda in Barcelona. The, the warm Mediterranean air will be good for you. Yes, yes, I, I think you're right, uh, Pavel. But will you come join me in, in due time? Oh. Will I see you again? You will have to beat me away with a stick. I will come join you, yes. Of course, but oh. alas, I have much I must do. I have a mystery to solve. I have Nazis. To defeat. Oh, I don't like the cut of their jibs. Give them one for me, Pavel. You got it. <laughs> I will definitely do that. You have, you have, in, you have really perfected the, the Midwestern American <laughs> vernacular. I'm very I've been practicing. I'm, a, I'm a, it shows. I'm a, it wor really I'm a worldly woman. <laughs> You are indeed. That is why we get along so well. Now, I'm if, like a chameleon. You... <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, yes. Uh, now, if you should pack some things, uh, we have a few things to discuss. But pack only what is essential, and we will we will help you to uh, to get out of this city. She slowly starts making her way up the stairs. After some time, you can hear like a trunk being dragged across the floor. Got pack light. <laughs> All right, Sergeant Morris. Before we depart, do you care to show us what you have found in the box? Yeah. What is in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Here we go. So you produce the book, and there's something wrapped up in an oil skin. A small object, probably about three inches tall. It's heavier than it looks. Very heavy. It feels promising. Here you go. We gotta get my Neanderthal hands off of that. So Leo will uh, gently unwrap it. He's an academic. He'll take yeah. an interest in it. So you unwrap it, and there's a, about a three-inch tall figure carved from highly polished black stone or material of some sort. You, you don't really recognize it looking at it, what it's carved from. It's exceptionally heavy for its size, uh, but it's intricately detailed and dressed in ornate robes uh, that are reminiscent of those of Greek or Tibetan monks. And uh, the subject is neither clearly male or female, uh, and it appears to have one articulated arm. And there's a faded label 
um, on the front of it, like written, like on pen and paper on the front of it says, uh, in German, it says, an ancient compass, question mark. This is this is the this is the figure, Pavel. This is this is what the curator was yes. saying. Was stolen. Yes, it oh. seems it was not Herr Felix who stole this, but it was in fact our deceased victim. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. I I did not see this coming. This is this is blowing my little mind. It says it is a compass. Perhaps the journal for illuminate the meaning of that note. Absolutely. And then I'll, I'll move over and start pouring tea for everyone. Sure. The, the book itself, when you open it, you notice the first page has been torn out. Do we... Don't we have a torn out page? You yeah. do. If you produce that and put it in there, the sentence that l breaks off from that mid-sentence on the pages torn out continues on that second page that is inside the book. So you have found his um, his notebook. Uh, it is really thick. It is filled with jumbles and scatters of notes. So if you make me a reason academia test, it, you can quickly ascertain and glean information from it. Otherwise, it'll take weeks to study this thing and get all the details from it. So go ahead, ever, and just one success. A anybody and everybody can make me this roll. One success, reason, and academia. Uh, two successes. Beautiful. Sticks of boy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> silly rolling this, this, is, this is the end of Vienna anyway. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ehrlichman yeah. began translating the Blackstone, trying to trace the ancient origins of the Germanic peoples. There appears to be some sort of powerful ancient artifact that was split up in antiquity and the parts hidden in five far-flung locations scattered across the globe. One of these locations is the Eternal City itself, Rome. The artifacts are reportedly from the lost civilization of Atlantis. A German expedition has recently brought back a manuscript from Tibet that corroborates the information found on the Black Stone. And Ehrlichman is convinced, or was convinced, that someone within the Wehrmacht is determined to collect the artifacts and intends to use them as the basis of weapons research for the Third Reich. That is what you glean from this. So, it said it was a powerful artifact that was split into five different things. Did it, five did it have the five different locations? I wasn't. It doesn't. So just, it says just Rome. one of these locations, he determined one of them is Rome. <laughs> I remember what I was saying. There's one shining arrow to the next place. And uh, yeah, that was that was it. And it and they're from Atlantean origins. Lost civilization. Gotcha. Of all, all of my graduate study in Atlantean dead languages will finally be a real Good thing you took Atlantean. It is. Someone gave me a hint. It's very interesting, Pavel. You have to tutor me in this language. I am quite good in linguistics myself. I would be delighted, my friend. But it does appear then that we will be making haste to Rome. Indeed. Indeed we will. Yeah. Uh, do you want to make contact with Gisalia before leaving? That was the initial... Yeah, but I know you, like you have... German woman. 
and yeah, and you have Waltrow. you have Giselle, your reservation. Waltro or something. Yeah. Uh, Gisela. Waltro. Waltrop. I think it was a Waltrop. Waltrop. Yeah. Um, you guys have all your clues. You do have yeah. concerns and suspicions about her. It is also it's it's late summer of 1939, and like it is on the brink of war here in Vienna. Uh, it is not a safe place for foreigns or spies or any such undesirables to be here. So it is a good idea to also flee out of Vienna as soon as possible. You could head back to the UK. Uh, you could wire back to your, your commanding officer there and fill him in on what you found. You could head right to Rome. It's up to you. I do believe let us, we should go directly to Rome. If, if Fuchs is on the trail, he, we cannot allow him to beat us. I say, yes, we get out of the city. We via our contacts in Great Britain to let him know of our plan and what we have found out. And then we also via this Gisela and let her know that we are pursuing clues outside of the city and that we will be in contact with her as we learn more about her fiance's unfortunate demise. What, we're, we're, we're not going to give her the piece of paper that clearly shows that, that Fuchs was ordered to to to, ki to kill him? Absolutely uh, not. No, I do not think that would be in our best interest. I'm not 100% sure that she is actually that close with the victim. I think perhaps in our communique, we will let her know that all clues indicate that Mr. Fuchs is the perpetrator of the murder of her fiance. But let us not uh, warn her before we leave the city. I am afraid we might find ourselves in German captivity at that point, being questioned much more closely than we would appreciate. Very well. Maybe if we're lucky, we're proven wrong later, but I agree. I agree. This this seems like the most sensible precaution. I am very suspicious of her. I do not believe that a man who would love my sister as much as Mr. Ehrlichman did would love a woman with such great secrecy as that one. All right. So to Rome it is. You're going to book some tickets. You're going to, are you going to send word back to uh, Strang, your commanding <laughs> officer, of what you found and where you're headed Once next? Once we leave. Yes. We're, we're going to leave first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. we'll use, uh, we'll use, you know, crypt, you know, yeah, you're gonna. I you we'll use code. Yes, I, I, I would assume so. And yes. With your training, you'd have. I'm such a good cryptographer. Things. I'm a uh, good cryptographer. <laughs> you, uh, you guys book a train passage by train to Rome, and along the way, you do send the message. You do get a message back from HQ. Uh, they thank you for sending that over, and. They ask you, they say, there is a message they return back saying they don't know if it's related, but recently the headquarters in London received a message from Rome that was quite strange. And it reads, this is in cursive, it's really hard to read. Pasquino has lost his voice. His dearest Lucerzia is concerned for his health. There are too many sausages in the party. Please come home and help your sister... She cannot run the family restaurant alone. So they provide that and say there may be, it may be nothing or there may be related to what you're going into, but it's a message we received here at headquarters recently from Rome. From who? Do they know? They don't know. It came. So it came over a secure channel? 
and they don't know who sent it? It was mailed to their uh, to their headquarters mm. or to the to the military. If you do not have access to cryptography equipment, sending a message like this is a, is the next best way to get the coded information. Perhaps, perhaps it is related. Perhaps not. We shall find out when we get to Rome. Like Jeremy said, Rome if you want to. Uh, maybe laugh. Uh, that's it. That's it for Vienna. We are done. We finished it tonight. I wasn't sure if we were going to or not. I wasn't sure if we were going to have time for combat or not. But when we've got uh, Jonathan Morse in the party, you know, combat is a joke. Oh, no. We've seen it otherwise. Uh, what, when you're facing, like, super robo... Noctwolf? Or just if they have better numbers or, you know, stuff can happen. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's it. That's it for this chapter. That's it for Vienna. We're heading to Rome. Well done, everybody. It was good. I Again, I apologize to Jeremy and Aaron for having to sit there for an hour huh. as we hash that out, but... Um, hey, it was my idea to split the party last time, so there, it's, it's really on me. There you go. There you go. I got to kill two people at once. I'm good. <laughs> but wait, there was a lot of information. I know there was some confusion at the last session of why you need to go to each, but there was information divided between the two locations. It wasn't clear in the note. Uh, but now you guys have gathered all of the clues and all of the info uh, before leaving Vienna to head to your next uh, destination. So well done. Let's do a round table. Uh, Jeff, what do you got going on this week? Well, between now and next week, Thursday. Sure. Uh, let's see. Friday, so tomorrow night, uh, we're playing some Traveler. Should be finishing up the opening scenario of our Deep Night Legacy game. Saturday, we are back to One Ring 2nd Edition. As uh, yeah, we are I don't know, 17, 18 episodes in, having a lot of fun with that game. And new content just dropped for One Ring uh, this past week as the PDFs came out for uh, Ruins of the Lost Realm, I think it's called. Yep, yep. Uh, lots of really good stuff in there. Uh, and then uh, Monday, you can catch Matt and Jeremy as we, uh, we're playing some Savage Worlds as we're doing, we're back to Deadlands, uh, which is good times. Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, Megan, what games did you get to the table last week, if any? Uh, no, I I have some uh, some free time on my hands here for the next couple of weeks. So uh, one of the things that um, that I'm always wanted to do is you know knock down a knock down a top 100 list. So um, I found a um, a, a top 100 classic um, board games, and I'm going to knock them off. So I have really. Yep. Do you own all of them? I do not. Um, however, the ones that I do not, um, I'll find virtual versions for and uh, go from there. Cool. I just bought a game last week that we'll have to try at the group. It's called Australia. And it's oh, like... Barton Wallace. Yes, a Cthulhu uh, railroad building resource managing game. It looks... I've tried playing a solo. It's really fun. Uh, so we'll have to get that to hit the table with our group, uh, Megan, here locally. I'm all over it. Martin Wallace. Yeah, yes. Jeff knows. Jeff, do you own that one, Jeff? I love Martin Wallace. Uh, no, I have other Martin Wallaces, but I, he's one of my favorite designers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a cool mashup. I know the game, though. Yeah, I definitely cool. want to play it, but it's one of those like semi-co-op ones that always 
yeah, or weird with some of my groups. And it's a small number count. It's like four players. Yeah, it's four players. It's a sequel to A Study in Emerald. Do you have that one? Yes. I have that one as well. Uh, I did. That Martin I did game. have that. We played it and traded away. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I love, uh, yeah, it was very good. So A Study in Emerald is a short story that Neil Gaiman wrote based on Sherlock Holmes fighting Cthulhu, kind of? <laughs> the Cthulhu uh, cults? Uh, it's basically it's basically like Cthulhu has like the old gods have already risen, they're already up, etc. And so Sherlock Holmes is doing an investigation, like a normal Sherlock Holmesian investigation yeah. in a world where the elder gods are you know, to, all the Cthulhu misses or thing. To fight back the elder gods and banish them and push them back. So Australia is it it's not a, it's not a sequel to the story, but the board game is a sequel to the story. And the elder gods have been pushed to Australia and they're trying to keep their hold and grasp on Earth. Uh, so awesome you're premise. kind of keeping back. It's awesome. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, Aaron, what do you got going on between now and next Thursday? Uh, pretty, pretty quiet actually. Uh, playing some Pathfinder Second Edition locally on Saturday, running uh, uh, running one of the APs. But uh, then next Wednesday, we're actually having the finale, the actual finale of Lex Arcana. Uh, on Garblag Games, and then Thursday uh, on Garblag, it'll be Cyberpunk Red before we play some more Starfinder. Woo-woo! That's right. And that's it for me. Jeremy, you have something in particular you're plugging. What is that? Yeah, I'd love for you to check out Aaron Reese on Patreon. You've got comic books, you've got artwork, RPG assets, some maps. It's good stuff. Check it out. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody who joined us. Thank you, Raiders. Thank you, Modifius, for, for rating us. Much appreciated. And uh, like Aaron said, we'll be back next week, Thursday, with Starfinder. We alternate between this and Starfinder every week. So back to the Horizons of the Vast campaign, uh, where the the colony is quickly losing trust in, uh, in the leaders of their colony. So we'll see how that progresses. And uh, yeah, I'll be playing in Jeff's awesome Deadlands campaign along with Jeremy on Monday night. So join us over there on Adventures in Lonely Gang here on Twitch at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have a great night, everybody, and we will see you next week.